Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 80 of Dork Tunes. We thought we'd squeeze one more in just before the end of the year. Um, and we are so close to 2023, it's scary. Um, hopefully, you'll all have a fabulous one. So I'm really, really honoured today to be uh, joined by this particular guest. Uh, we've been trying to get this up and running for quite a while. <laughs> but I think what I'll do is I'll get them to introduce themselves. Over to you. Hi, yeah, my name is Kristen Nagus, and I am a recording musician on Woodwinds uh, for, at this point, lots of video games and some television and other projects in media. And yes, it's taken a long time to finally coordinate this interview because our schedules are just completely oh, busy yeah. all at the same time. <laughs> but I'm glad and we finally did. It's, it's insane because I see you all the time online and you never stop. You're going from one <laughs> yeah. thing to the next and the next and the next. And like, I was trying to think of, uh, I was talking about it earlier on, about games that you've worked on and stuff and, and been part of. I was like, basically, if, if it's out, she's on it. <laughs> well, sometimes it feels like that, but considering how many games are out every year and I'm only on a handful of them, it's, mm -hmm. it's not actually every game. But yeah, it keeps me very busy. It's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> and you said like, because you do obviously tv films and uh, and games which is your preference i i have no preference honestly mm. um what i always wanted to do was record for media and of course like i grew up playing video games i started with an atari and went from there so i have a special place in my heart for game soundtracks in particular but i love like whatever i'm working on at the time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so how did you kind of start in the industry really or kind of how was your journey you know because a lot of people that I speak to uh, composers they all have completely different journeys where some you know it's just been luck really um, that they've attended some events and they've got to know people uh, kind of word of mouth other people they've gone through through the you know the university and college and done all that kind of gone yeah. that route and how how was it for you? It was your first point with me. Um, it was pretty much by accident, <laughs> a combination of luck and being in the right place at the right time and uh, meeting people. I see mm -hmm. a puppy behind you. Oh, I'm going to be distracted mm -hmm. now. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was not my college education because I went to school to uh, get degrees in oboe performance. And okay. that sort of leads you towards playing in an orchestra, which I love doing. I've been mm. playing in orchestras for 20, 25 years at this point, if you count the, the youth orchestras I've been in. Um, but I only started doing soundtrack work because along the way, I recorded myself for fun. And this okay. happened almost after, like entirely after I finished my college education. I mm. had a cheap microphone. I had a DAW <laughs> that my... Parents, I think, had bought for myself and my brother when I was like 16 years old, Cakewalk Home Studio. And I just played around in that for fun. I started making covers of my favorite, you know, uh -huh. current scores. And uh, from there, I started going to events like MAGFest and then GDC and meeting other fans of video game music who did the same thing as I did, you know, made covers and, and albums and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, from that, people started deciding, oh, I could use like one instrument on top of my soundtrack of, of mostly sample libraries. And then mm -hmm. word of mouth, you know, comes into play and it's just increased from there. <laughs> and what was the first game that you actually worked on? The first game, I believe, is Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris is the first actual release wow. game. 
uh, that I worked on. So yeah, I met Will Roger at MAGFest, uh, my very first time there. We ended up in the same jam session. And a month later, he contacted me out of the blue asking, oh yeah, you play oboe, right? I've got this project I'm working on. And if you want to be super technical, I think the first thing that was released was the trailer at E3 for Abzu in 2013. Oh, wow. um, but it was really that I, long ago. I recorded it in 2013, and then the trailer was in 2014, something like oh, that. Was... And then Temple of Osiris came out. Yeah. God, was Abzu really that long ago? It was. At least working on it was that long ago. The game uh, itself was, what, 2016? Something like that. I think so, Yeah. I remember pre-ordering it and waiting until midnight for it to unlock and then play it in a bit. And I was like, this is so good, but I need to put it down. I need to go to bed. Oh, yeah. Um, I bought a whole bunch of snacks. I had a big event for myself just in my room waiting for this game to come out because it was it was very, very exciting. I mean, it was one heck of a, a first project to work on. <laughs> I really, yeah, I, I, I have to admit, it's one of the ones I really need to get the vinyl for. Um, yes. But obviously it's almost impossible. So fingers crossed to do a re-release at some point, a repress, because you know, yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I am 8-bit, you can do it. I know a lot yeah. of people wanted the glow-in-the-dark variant, which I'm one of them, so. Yeah, it's like the original pressing for Ori, that was glow-in-the-dark, and there was only 500 ever made. Yes, and now they're on eBay for $500 or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird because I was talking about this the other day with someone, and you know the Yokami release that they did? Uh, yes. The It was like a box set thing, and it like it cost me 70 sterling, so 70 pounds. Um, I was looking at it last week, and current value is 705 pounds. Wow. Yeah, I missed out on that one because I don't actually have a record player, but I have these vinyls because I want them anyway. Yeah, well, that's exactly how I started. I didn't have a record player, but I wanted the vinyl. So I just kind of got going. You know? Yeah, the um, artwork. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out in shopping yesterday with a friend and we went into, I don't know whether you have them in America, HMV? No. They're like a record store here. Um, and we were looking at the vinyl and it just happened that... They actually had a little section for gaming vinyl. Wow, we've come a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had all but one of them, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So but... talk to me a little bit about working on games and how that is different from from your perspective, um, because you're obviously an instrumentalist, you know, from and you've got to work with so many different people, like obviously Austin. Um and so many more. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, different from, say, live performance or anything yeah, else? Yeah, live performance, kind of recording. Yeah, or, yeah, live performance, really, and kind of the things that you you like to do. Yeah, it's it's a completely different experience, obviously, and that's part of what keeps my life, my, my life interesting is uh, mm -hmm. going back and forth from all these different jobs. Um, obviously, in a live orchestra setting, you show up, you've supposedly practice the music and you run through it for a week or so of rehearsals, maybe half a week. You play mm -hmm. one concert and maybe two concerts and it's done. And uh, I make more mistakes <laughs> than I do when I'm recording, but that's okay. Uh, no one's fired me yet. Uh, but yeah, we're working on games. It's, it's different with each composer because mm -hmm. each has their own process. Um, oh yeah. Some of some of them start right when the game is born, pretty much, mm. and develop it. 
And sometimes I'm brought on that early in the process. Uh, people like Austin and Gareth both involved me pretty early on. And sometimes they approach me towards the end of the entire process when everything is written, pretty much the whole score is recorded and they just want to add a couple overdubs or, or whatnot or whatever my role is. Mm -hmm. And uh, so sometimes we have a live monitored session, very rarely like this where we have Zoom open or some other program and they are sort of coaching me through the recordings that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they've even controlled it from their studio, which is amazing wow. what technology can do now. And other times they just leave me to my own devices and say, I mm -hmm. need this back tomorrow, in a week, in a month, and something like that. It's almost yeah. never a month at this point. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I can... You... Oh, sorry. sorry. <clears throat> do you have a lot of input into them? Or is, does that vary with different composers? Input as in, like, as suggestions in, or... Yeah, suggestions, how it might sound, how you think that you could change it or... Yeah, yeah it, it can be, uh, also depending on how much material they gave me, because some people will provide a PDF with, you know, every detailed uh, instruction written in mm -hmm. it, all the dynamics, all the articulations, everything else. Sometimes I just get the piano roll where I can see the notes and maybe a bit of their idea of what, you know, phrasing and shaping they want. Uh, but they say, you are the expert on your instrument, play what you think this should be. Uh, other times there are cases where I get just the notes and mm -hmm. they say, I want to hear this on three different instruments because I'm not entirely sure what I think I'll like yet. Um, okay. What do you think would work best? And so we do that. And sometimes they pick a favorite and sometimes they combine takes on different instruments. Sometimes they combine the sounds of instruments. Back to Austin, he'll take four different instruments at the same time playing in unison and do some blending in his mm -hmm. software to create a whole new sound for his scores, which is Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah input can vary. <clears throat> yeah. And speaking about Austin, there's another person who, again, doesn't seem to ever stop. It's just oh, he doesn't. No. no. He really All is. All the time. Crazy what he does. And you I've yeah, worked on almost everything he's done since Abzu. And just yeah. it's so much fun hearing the sheer variety of the music he writes and the styles and the projects themselves. Yeah. And it's, yeah, every project is a new adventure. Mm. <laughs> and th this is something I've spoken to quite a lot of people about is with me coming from completely non-musical background, you know, I, you know, can barely read music, etc. How people like you and like, you know, Austin and everybody and, and Gareth, how they can go from one project to another, to another, to another, and have such a different sound. It blows my mind about how amazing people are creating these sounds and this, you know, feeling almost. Um, just. <laughs> yeah, composers are uh, magicians to me too. It's yeah. mind blowing because I don't write music really. People keep asking me, do you have any interest in composing? And I mean, I used to do it for fun, maybe mm -hmm. a decade or two ago, but no one ever heard it. And uh, no, like, I, I don't have any interest in writing new music to put out into the world right now. I enjoy what you're other doing. people's music. Yes, exactly. Being the, the messenger, so to speak. <laughs> I think almost to a degree, it also, also takes kind of that responsibility off your shoulders. Because obviously being the composer, they're really responsible how, how the game hall sounds, about, you know, how what direction it goes in, et cetera, to a degree. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's, so all, you, hmm? it's a team effort, um, but my problem is if I ever wrote music, it would just end up being, a you know, plagiarizing everything I ever loved. So 
<laughs> I couldn't release any of it. It would just be a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> and I see a couple of your, your little things in the background. Um, oh, you're always yeah. you're always collecting new instruments. I've never, I don't know what half of them do. <laughs> Is that an, another everywhere. New... Yeah, it's just <laughs> crazy. A couple of tarcos right here. Just There's no room for them anymore. They're just scattered everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, last you... night I was recording flute and clarinet, so they're still uh -huh. hanging out there. <laughs> and do you have like a kind of favorite odd one that you use occasionally? Oh, I mean, that's well, I that's know hard. it's a bit, you know, it's... Rosemary's baby, but, you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm never unhappy when I'm playing the penny whistles and the low whistles. They're some of wow. my absolute favorites. And the uh, the Indian Bonsiri are also great yeah. fun and, and very versatile for things. Well, but, yeah, I can't pick a favorite. It's it's so much fun jumping from one to the other and, and always studying all of them. Mm. You should definitely go go to Ireland. Because you'd fit right in with Penny Whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, I'd love to go there sometime. That'd be fun. It's really good. Like, honestly, if you brought a Penny Whistle, went to Galway, you would be set. Because <laughs> <laughs> they do yeah, excellent. They, over there, they do like Guinness, pints of Guinness, but you you get an oyster with them as well. I don't know why. I don't oh, know why. Why not? And they all like play in the pub and do all that kind of stuff. It's oh, quite... yeah, that's. That's, you know, bucket list item for me is to do an actual session with one someday, but I'm not that skilled quite yet. Uh, I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out someday. So I know obviously we touched on kind of Zoom and stuff. How did you find obviously since the pandemic that how your, your work changed? Because obviously you would be doing a lot of stuff very remotely rather than before. Maybe you were kind of involved in person physically. Yeah, I I kind of lucked out. Um, if anything, my work just increased. Um, yeah. I mean, at the time, especially the entire year of 2020, my mm -hmm. live performance was obliterated. I had nothing mm -hmm. uh, to do there. Um, all the orchestra jobs were shut down. A lot of them never actually recovered. Mm -hmm. uh, some fortunately were able to do that and some took a leap earlier than others. And we had you know, crazy protocols to be able to safely play in an orchestra. And then we would you know do concerts without an audience at all we just live stream it and everything uh but the recording work since i was already established um and already working on projects and already mm. knew people that just continued because from what i understand most game composers work continued as usual because they yeah. spent all their time in their studio not talking to people <laughs> working on music um, <laughs> and they don't and mind <laughs> they don't mind no and because i already had my recording set up i was already you know doing this i didn't have to learn like a lot of people decided that they would because they weren't playing live so they tried to record um yeah i was i was fine with that <laughs> and that kept me <laughs> sane it was literally what kept me sane in 2020. actually there's something else that kept you sane i know this because you talk about it a lot animal crossing <laughs> yes <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons, the game that I've logged the most hours in of any yeah. game I've ever played in my life <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because it came yeah. out at the right time. And I'm still my, playing it on occasion. Yeah, my friend is exactly the same. Uh, has played it for well over 400 hours. Oh, that's, I mean, I'm at like 1500. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but I get I, it. I, I did, just I got it. And I wasn't as into it as kind of maybe you, you both. But I definitely I mean, could see it I certainly played, came around at the right time, didn't it? 
Yeah, I've, I've played every single entry in the series from the very first one when all the animals were mean to you. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, a lot of my friends got the game at the same time. So that's how we would visit each other, yeah. um, you know, go to each other's islands. And it worked mm -hmm. out. Yeah, it's amazing how that one game kind of it really saved a lot of people during the pandemic. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously we're still in it, but, you know, things are kind of starting to get back into a bit more normality now. You've got, like, live shows that you've been doing. Oh, yeah, all that's back to normal. Mm -hmm. It's, you, yeah, very full schedule. And that's good, you know, and it's really nice to be able to say that, you know, that live music is back. Um, I remember it was last summer. So it was summer before? Not summer, just gone, summer before. Um I went to a gig, it was the first gig since the pandemic, and it was really strange. It was a tiny venue. There's maybe about 150 people there at most, and um, nobody had masks on. And everyone was just like, I remember we stood there at one point, we're all like, this is weird, but we're just going to yeah. have to get used to it, you know? And we had the best night. Um, I'll tell you about it off camera. <laughs> There's a particular story I tell people, which is hilarious. Um, but it's definitely not for come. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we, we had the best night, you know. Um, I didn't really kind of drink all that much. And um, the next day I woke up and I was in agony. And it was like, why am I so sore? Because I realised I danced for seven hours straight. And I hadn't done Physical that. activity, in, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't done that in about a year, you know, over a year. And it was amazing, you know. It was so yeah. good. Fantastic. Yep, it's still weird getting used to events and everything again. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, next yeah. week is Magfest, which I didn't go to last year because I had COVID. Didn't go to the year before because they cancel it. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be kind of weird being back uh, among all these people. Yeah, it's really the... strange because like I've been to a few gigs since, and like I went to see I, don't know, I went to see Trixie and Katya recently, and even now, like it's what two years since two and a half years since the pandemic and sitting in a massive venue with no mask on i'm like this is a bit weird <laughs> yeah and people you know should be wearing masks the ones that are coughing mm -hmm. right next to me i don't uh, want to get sick <laughs> gross honestly i had this conversation again yesterday with my friend at, like just because we're out in public you can see people and they're like <coughs> and you know that's Gross. Put your handbook over your mouth. Wear a mask. You know, I still wear a mask. I wear it when I'm on the bus to and from yep. work. And I wear it um, when I go shopping. Yep. End of, you know. Um, and yeah, it gets a bit boring after a while, but you kind of get used to it. And I always think if I'm not feeling very well, I'll wear a mask because I don't want anybody else getting what I've got. You know, yep. um, well, you okay. get colorful masks and, and game themed oh, masks, yeah. and then it's more fun. Yep, yep, totally. Um, so <clears throat> you've worked on a lot of games. Have you any particular highlights? I, I mean, <laughs> I know I, that's a bit of a cheeky question. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I can't answer anything because then it'll be the wrong answer to someone uh no like like i mentioned earlier though you know you ask people what their favorite project is and they say mm -hmm. it's the one i'm working on right now yeah, right now yes um, which is it's great because i i do get emotionally attached to pretty much everything i get to work oh, on yeah. no totally <laughs> I, like, I, I get that you yeah, know the um, people the games everything mm -hmm. i mean I was, of course oh go mm -hmm. ahead no 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 
Oh, I mean, I can name some, you know, particular highlights like, you know, yeah. Abzu is special, Ori mm -hmm. 2 is special. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, even uh, there are certain highlights every single year I can talk yeah. about. Like this year, getting to work on the new Monkey Island was pretty special because I grew up playing those games. Yeah. And so being able to be the 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 next, you know, iteration of like the main theme of this game that I've known forever was awesome. <laughs> But I, I yeah, can't it, pick like my favorite no. project of all time because they're all no. different and all. Awesome. I think yeah, you you you've certainly got some fantastic memories, you know. And oh, I'll yeah. be exactly the same. Ori two for me, um, will be the most special thing in the world because Gareth was kind enough to invite me down to London, um, to to see him do his thing, and. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I've never seen anything like it. I'm getting emotional now talking about it. You know? <laughs> it, was too, it was like God, three years ago. Um, yeah. Well, that ensemble is like a handpicked London's best. Yeah. And if you've never been in a recording session before, uh, yeah, that's an experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and it's really strange because I was texting a, f a few friends through the week. Um, texting songs from Ori going, I was in the room for this. I was stood there while they were recording and it was insane. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the background, I swear. <laughs> so you do, you do have those memories and those kind of like life moments, you know, absolutely. And then you buy um, the vinyl. Yeah, and then you buy the vinyl. And, you know, I always say to people, never ever get into uh, video game music vinyl because it is an expensive hobby. <laughs> I've yeah, only got one, I mean... Yeah, I've only got one I, on pre-order now. So, um, but it's been on pre-order for almost two years, which is yeah. um, the Oxen Free soundtrack re-release. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cannot well, wait. Be, yeah, fun to actually get it when it arrives. I was gonna say, yeah, vinyl is expensive, but I'm the one sitting here with hundreds of instruments, um, so I can't really talk about expensive poppies. <laughs> Where do you find them all? eBay? Uh, not. Often. I mean, the funny story is that my English horn actually came from eBay, of all things, mm -hmm. um, which that's something you never do is buy like an orchestral instrument off of, you know, eBay from a stranger. But it turned out it, the actual makers of the instrument were holding on to it and selling it for someone else. And so I did some research and it turned out that that, you know, was a good purchase. So I did that. Um, but no, I've I mean, I've been collecting these now for off and on for 20 years. And it's yeah. really, really taken off in the last few, obviously, mm -hmm. because now I can say, oh, yeah, I totally want one of these so I can, you know, you know have fun and, and learn it and play it for something else. Oh, yeah, I do need, you know, 25 different penny whistles and different keys and <laughs> <laughs> everything. Uh, but no, they, they come from all over the place. And pretty yeah. much all of them are secondhand um, mm. because otherwise that would add up very, very quickly. Mm, I would imagine. And, yeah, everything from like my my bigger saxophones came from you know, high schoolers that were playing it in a jazz board. band and yeah, are no longer going into music. And so it was sitting in a closet. Um, yeah. My flute, my clarinet were the instruments my parents played in college and they oh, had wow. picked up for me and said, here you go. Now you can have them. And now I get to play those on soundtracks and you know entertain them with that knowledge. <laughs> and I, then did send you the, that, I did send you that picture, didn't I? The place that's across the road from my work. I That's... don't remember if you did actually. Have to send it oh to yes, you, yes, you did. I I recall it. Yeah, now. the little yeah. wind woodwind shop. So I, yes. I, I honestly, I, I walk past it. I always think of you when I walk past. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's very, very awesome. And yet, so, the other instruments mm -hmm. come from pretty much the the sources directly. Makers, I my okay. three 
my uh our Slo yeah, Slovakian Fuyara came from an actual maker in Slovakia who does oh, that. He just makes them and oh, ships wow. them overseas. That's and then funny. my recorders actually came from a shop in the UK somewhere. But yeah, they're they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's mad. But you you're gonna have to probably move house soon to fit, get them all fit in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or build a house out of them at this point. Would be a thing. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you a really <laughs> difficult question now. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit mean, but I'm gonna. Mm -hmm. Um. Is this stuff that you can talk about that's coming out soon? Oh, I don't think so, because, I mean, we just had the whole end of year uh, releases yeah. and mm -hmm. God of War Ragnarok was the one that I had, you know, been sitting on for many months and couldn't say anything about until it was out. You, you, I didn't realize you'd worked on that. And that, that is incredible because I got that for Christmas and I remember I put the disc input machine out of the machine was on. And that music that you haven't even pressed a button, you haven't even done anything. It's just the music comes up on the on the title, not even the title screen. It's the, like the little kind of yeah, it's you know epic <laughs> score. And yeah, I was contacted in the beginning of the year or this past year by the PlayStation music team saying, mm -hmm. "Hey, we're working on this project. We need some overdubs for you know a handful of cues, maybe six or seven different things. Uh, can we schedule a session?" And it was one of those live monitored sessions where I was here and the team was watching me play and and you know telling me how to change things on on different takes. And uh, so there are a bunch of cutscenes where I'm playing different flutes and recorders. And then of course my favorite was. I don't know how far you've gotten into the game. Uh, I'm in the mines. I mean, I guess this isn't really a spoiler. There's a tavern music, and okay. I am the diegetic recorder player in the tavern when uh, a certain scene gets triggered. So <laughs> that was a lot of fun because I, I can play tavern music for fantasy games all day. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, because God of War is such a huge, huge series, you know? Um, uh, it's funny because, you know, I'm friends with quite a number of guys like Niels and um, Niels van der Liest and Joe from Flight. And it's always really interesting to be able to ask them and say, like, which bit is your music in? And, you know, <laughs> yep. where can I go and hear that? It's, and it's lovely to be able to play a game that, you know, you know that a friend has worked on or somebody that you know has worked on because they've had that input. And it's fantastic. And I love that. Yeah. And uh, games are getting better with credits too. So when you do want to know who wrote yeah. what, you can just look at the soundtrack and go, "Oh, okay, that was that was." And who was in it and who played on it? Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, it's really <laughs> awesome seeing like full orchestra credits in yeah. the game. And that, you know, and I think it's a shame that that hasn't it hasn't been happening from the beginning. But it's nice to see that change now. You know, yeah, people I mean, getting the now. recognition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, people getting the recognition that they deserve. You're getting paid for something, so why would you be credited for it? Mm -hmm. Any role nope. should have a credit. Any small role in a, making a game should be credited mm -hmm. at the end. So that's Even getting if better. The person left. Oh yeah, no, they worked yeah. on it. They get a credit. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's really, really important. Um, I am going to ask you one final question, and it's not. Mm -hmm. This is not a mean one, actually. Well, maybe <laughs> it is. Who knows? Um, some favorite soundtracks that come to mind of yours, personal favorites, that you think, wow, that's so good? Like non-game soundtracks or just? Game soundtracks. 
game soundtracks. I mean, a lot of people's preferences are tied to the games they like. So my favorite game of all time is Okami. And so that soundtrack will always be like top tier for me. Mm -hmm. I will never get tired listening to it. Even Okami Den, the sequel, has excellent music. Um, So yeah, Okami is up there. I have to, you know, shout out to Kingdom Hearts, which I have a long history with as well. (laughs) And, you know, doing a lot of cover albums of that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause those are some classic melodies, obviously as a woman player, I am all about melodies. So mm-hmm. any good ones, like I will fall in love with them and mm. just listen to them for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I, I totally get you weirdly. The, like I, I was looking on my Spotify, um, wrapped thing over Christmas and my favorite album from last year was a mobile game. I mean, the platform a game is on has nothing to do, no connection to yeah. the, the soundtrack or, or it's a gorgeous soundtrack. Quality. You know. Yeah. Definitely recommend it. I mean, look it. at look at Genshin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's stunning score and, and very high quality. And it's yeah. mobile. And I haven't played it because I don't have time. But <laughs> <laughs> I know way too many people who do. <laughs> you should just listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, but yeah, uh-oh. games can be or game soundtracks rather can be anything and everything at this point yeah totally totally i i really I definitely agree with that and just because it's a mobile game doesn't mean it's any less of a thing because lots of people still play them oh yeah know? it means that there's you know a lot of people have access to it and to to play it which is awesome uh, but yeah the fact that it can be anything is what makes working in games so much fun because every project is different like very different yeah definitely Definitely. Right. All I've got to say now is thank you very much for being part of the show. It's a oh, real Thank you honor. for having me, finally. <laughs> it took so long. We got there, we got there. Yes. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you again. It's been a real honour. And best My of pleasure. luck with everything for in 2023. Yeah, hopefully more games. <laughs>